Are you suffering from poor decision-making skills, lack of self-confidence and self-esteem? Do you have impeded development of social, emotional, and sexual skills? Then you've come to the right place. Hi, I'm Rachel, and you might be suffering from religious trauma. I left evangelicalism and started a podcast. I talk about my experience with purity culture, why I left, and the journey afterwards. I'm happy you're here. Come along for the ride. Cheers to leaving. Hi. How about now? Okay. A 90-year-old. <laughs> what did you do? I don't know. Oh, maybe I dropped my little squeezable. <laughs> I'm actually like a 12-year-old. all right wait is that yours it's it's autumn's but you know sure 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 sure. it smells like grapes and i like it so (laughs) whatever works alexis whatever works you know i got my like little glowing light next to me are you in your office yeah oh in my comfy chairs yeah, I haven't had time to do anything with no. this. Yeah. Zero time. Understandable. This is my sister Alexis <laughs> holding the peace sign to our <laughs> invisible audience. <laughs> um, we've known each other <laughs> for a while. It's been a minute. Um, since seven, seven years old. Yeah. Um, our parents married each other when I was six and that is how we know each other. (laughs) We're family. Um, Alexis is a teacher of middle schoolers. Um, she's an amazing mom. She's a decent wife. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Some days he'd probably agree. <laughs> decent. Um, I do my best. Yeah. She's, she grew up getting uh, some evangelicalism pushed down her throat a bit is how I feel like I, you once described it. Yep. Yep. Um, Good words. And we were emo kids. So, yes. you know, represent um yeah that's is there anything you want to add to your introduction Which sums it up we've known each other a long time mm-hmm. through lots of different seasons of life yes 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 um so I kind of wanted to like rewind today and talk about when we were like 16 were you like 16 oh, or sometimes uh, well, I know that I stopped visiting when I was 16, so I wouldn't have been. Okay. It was shortly before I turned 17, I believe. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so you decided you wanted to stop coming over. So yeah. I don't even remember how long it was. I feel like it was well over a year, but um that I didn't that like yeah oh dude it was like was it longer than that it was longer than that I remember I was almost 18 by the time we 
sort of reunited and like it was your graduation at one point too that like we really started visiting and talking and everything because I remember I think it was mom called me one time I can't remember what it was and then of course like they found out I lived with my then boyfriend who now happens to be my husband uh yes we are like 12 and a half years later but yeah and <laughs> like made a huge deal out of that but I was like well I'm almost 18 so there's nothing you can do anyway but you know lived a lot of life in those two years I think so yeah it had to have been two years at least like because I was 16 that that feels right but at the same time it like it didn't seem that long either no see it seemed like years for me (laughs) like literally years so much happened in that and I had a lot of shit going on okay (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) that's just why it seemed like it (laughs) it wasn't as long as it was there's a lot of stuff that happened too so um anyway what what even happened I'm trying to think what did it I I feel like it was when you went to the hospital because you had a reaction to a latex condom Uh uh-huh is that where it started well, not 100%. It started for me that early 16. Like, I I had already been at that point, you know, sexually active and everything like that. And, you know, going to church all the time and hearing about how I was going to go to hell and everything like that just kind of solidified for me that it was not a place I wanted to be. Um, because you know, my mom's dynamic and my mom's house was so different. Like she was a self-proclaimed Wiccan, didn't really give a crap what I did most of the time. Um, she wasn't a great mom at all, but I think that going from having free reign to make my own choices, basically as an adult at the age of 16 to being told that I can't even move my body a certain way because it might be too attractive for somebody is like, a no for me. <laughs> and it became a point where, you know, when that happened and then dad started questioning things and everything. And it's like my other sister, you know, Kelsey had left and that was a huge burden to deal with, you know, my mom's after effect. And it all just kind of tornadoed into, I felt stuck living a double life. Like I could never be myself fully when I was with, you know, you guys and mom and dad and all that. And then going from, the life that I actually lived, you know, what would I say? Like 80% of the time it was just being two different people. And it really messed with me for years. You know, I I really started my bad behaviors probably around 13, 14, you know, I was out doing things I really probably shouldn't have been doing. And then to go, you know, and I think all teens do some things like that, but given my mom's lifestyle and, and that, you know, it started earlier for me and Obviously, I wouldn't even want that for my own kid now that I think of it. But it's like when you have a kid who's matured so early because they've had to due to like mental illness in the home, then you can't suppress them in the way that, you know, I really felt suppressed when I was with mom and dad. And not to say that like they're terrible parents or anything like that. Like I I love dad, still love mom. It's just knowing and understanding what your kids need in the moment. Mm -hmm on either side of my life so then I just kind of decided that I was gonna live my own life and do my own thing and I did for a while so yeah yeah 
I remember uh, mom and dad calling that time like a rebellious time for you. Like you were rebelling against God, you know, <laughs> you know, and they were like, she's going to, she's going to figure it out. She's just rebelling right now. I was like, all right. <laughs> um, that's a weak word for what I was going through. Let's just say that rebel is weak. <laughs> I think I was definitely like in such a place of mental turmoil I mean, the things that I did, you know, like I'm, I'm not super open about a lot of them still, but like you can imagine any 16, 17 year old running the streets, trying to make money any way they can, um, hanging out at parties, doing all the wrong things. And it was, my soul was broken at that point. You know, I had been raped, uh, the summer I was 16 and I, you know, that was really hard for me. And back then. And I say back then, and like to think that's only 10 years ago, but back then it's still very much like, what did you do to deserve that? Um, of course, you know, yeah, I was out drinking, like it wasn't a good scenario, but I was with people I trusted. And then one of those people betrayed that trust. And it's like coming back from that brokenness and then, you know, being at mom and dad's and hearing about all this, like, Oh, you know, God will forgive your sins, but you know, you need to love somebody. And then God, like the whole abortion thing all the time, like, what if I would have gotten pregnant then? You know what I mean? Like I, mm-hmm. I would have had an abortion. Like, and I knew, you know, there were how I don't know. I can't tell you how many times I've probably taken the B pill due to my activities at that time. But it's like when you're feeling that broken, you're kind of searching everywhere and all the rules and all the things that went along with what I was being told, you know, with Christianity just made it seem like no matter what I did anyway, I was going to go to hell. So I might as well try and live my best life while I can. And that's definitely obviously turned around. My life's a lot better now, but when you're 16 and 17 and going through all that, it's definitely more than just rebellion. It's running from something that has made you feel so bad. Like, like, and bad is not even the word to cover. I'm an English teacher. I should be better than this. Like, (laughs) it's so like, um, just you're immersed in this feeling of shit, like literal, you will never get out of it. And now that I'm- shit was definitely better than bad. Yeah, I know. I just, <laughs> I, again, I'm also a teacher. So I'm like, the cuss words on, they can record you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. If my students see this, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> but, um, you know, and even now, like I think about the religion and how they oh rebellion, like you'll come back to God and everything. And it's like, I, I do not consider myself a Christian. I actually like hate religion as a whole, but I am still a person who believes in some sort of being. And I know that they're agnostic, right? Like I know that there are people out there who are like, nope, like atheists, there's nothing like we're just here. And then, you know, we're not. And it's no, for me, you know, maybe I will be reincarnated someday. And hopefully like, since I've learned from all the crap I went through, you know, the kindness that I choose to show to everybody today can give me some good karma along the way. I don't know, but mm-hmm. definitely was more than rebellion. I think about that. I think about like the broken soul and all the therapy I've had to go through to come out of it and really learn healthy understanding of like myself and my spirituality. Um, it was important for me because living two different lives for so long, you know, I'm, I'm not bipolar by any means, but like you definitely start to feel like you have a split personality. How many lies did I have to tell, you know, to mom and dad to where, 
you know, even my own mom knew what I was doing, didn't care, but I'd have to be like, oh yeah, don't, don't say that, you know, or don't say anything about that. I'm not allowed to have a boyfriend. I'm not allowed to do, go to dances and do any of that. And my mom's looking at me like, okay, you know, she'll lie for whatever. But, um, it's just insane to think that I had this whole life, but mom and dad never wanted to be a part of that. They almost wanted me to just stay in their world and their ideals and their, you know, whole thought of it all. And it, it sucks for the kid in the moment. Yeah. More than rebellion. I was hurting. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And again, I, I feel like with mom and dad's thing, they were like, Oh, well, she'll, she'll just come back to our world. Mm -hmm. She'll be fine after that. It wasn't like, what is she going through? Like, you know, it, it, it was very like them focused, which yep. I thought was in, which I think is interesting now, I guess at the time I didn't really know. Cause I was also immersed in their world, but yeah. Looking back, I'm just like, that was very like self-focused on just like them and what they wanted and like their hurt. And yeah. the other like kind of fucked up thing I feel like they did was like, really wanting to control the situation enough to where they were like if Alexis like calls you you need to tell us you know and mm-hmm. like and like we want to know but we don't want you guys like talking or whatever without us knowing and I was like why would you say that because again we were both like 16 it's not like yeah. we were like seven years old or something but it was just like why would you want to well one why would you want to put me in the middle because then I'm in the middle yeah. between mom and dad and you and then in, it's like, why would you want to, um, like prevent me from having a relationship with Alexis? Because obviously your problem wasn't with me. No, at least yeah. I don't think it was. And so no, it was no. like, why would you want to like, this is not my deal. This is your guys's deal. And I don't know why I can't like, why do I have to be a part of it kind of thing? Yeah. You know, like I said, I feel like that time was so long for me and I have a hard time even remembering a lot of times where like we try to reach out. I know at one point I had like three different Facebook profiles to try and like still be friends with you on Facebook, but not let them know that it was me. Um, definitely. I never had a problem with you. Like I even think about in the earlier times, you know, when, yeah, I didn't want to leave some weekends because like, number one, you know, you're my sister. Like, of course I want to be with you all the time. It sucks that we had to live in two different households. And then it's like, Kelsey ended up leaving when I, you know, I was 12 when she went to live with my grandparents and, um, she was 14 and that was huge. And then it's like, okay, well, I still have you. I get to see you every other weekend. The decision to leave at that point was like, literally I was still hanging on because of you for so long. And it's really fucked up in a way when you think about it, because, I was definitely mentally and emotionally abused by my own mother and it, it created me into a caretaker from a young age. I mean, I basically was there to feed my mother any time that she like needed somebody to tell her, you know, that she was a great mom. Like I was there to feed her those words. And it's like that sort of, I, I looked to you as that way too. Like, I didn't want to leave you with mom and dad. And like, it sounds so horrible. Like I want people to understand that like mom and dad were not abusive per se, like the religious aspect of it was oppressive. You know, like we definitely can say that toxic, toxic for sure. And so in that sense, weirdly enough, at a young age, I could see that I could sense that I'd already been through so much at my mom's to, you know, like I said, make me grow up so quickly that I didn't want to leave you and, you know, have your like spirit crushed. I mean, 
strict parents create sneaky kids. It has always been that way. It will always be that way. Like even with my daughter, you know, and she has autism, but like, we're still so open about everything because I want her to let me know, you know, like if, if you're ever unsure, guess what? Mom will tell you the truth. And I never felt a sense of that with mom and dad. And so when they came in between you and I, I mean, that was what was hardest for me. And I know there was like that one time I had gotten so drunk at a party and one of my exes had driven me and accidentally called you instead of the Rachel who I was at the party with. And, you know, we had taken some things at the party and had too much to drink. And yeah, you were pretty fucked up. <laughs> I was really messed up that night. Yes. And see, and here I am. We've all been there. I'll be 30 in like a month. And it's like, I don't even like alcohol. <laughs> like, I don't even- <laughs> So it's funny to think back on how much I used to do all that. I guess I just got it out of my system early, but um, no, I think about those times. And I think about like, I remember going to your graduation party from high school. Um, Cause didn't we graduate like the same year, right? Yeah, I think so. We did end up gra- right? Yes. Both of us ended yeah. up graduating the same year and like mom and dad didn't my graduation, which I didn't obviously didn't want them there. Cause I still really wasn't talking to them at that point, but I remember wanting you there and I remember trying to figure out a way to get you a ticket um, because that God, there were like 700 graduates at Liberty at that time. It was crazy. And uh, I remember somehow, some way I was told by dad, well, if we can't be there, then Rachel can't be there. Mm-hmm. It, heart shattering for me because like, you know, we had tried to talk over the years that even like you had told me, you know, and I don't, I do remember this, but like, I don't, when aunt joy tried to help us get together at the starlight theater. Um, yeah. To think that two sisters are trying to at least have a relationship in the midst of all the parental chaos that they've had to go through. Um, I just, I can't imagine as a parent now keeping my kids apart. Like if Mike, you know, Mike and I, and, and I know that my mom and my dad like hated each other. I mean, it was so apparent the way my mom would like berate him all the time. I mean, she would tell me horrible stories about whenever I was a baby and how horrible he was, you know, and then of course come to grow up. I know she's a pathological liar, uh, really messed up. And it's like to think about all those different dynamics and still knowing that like, if that was me, I would never try and keep siblings apart. And to think I went through it with you, I went through it with Kelsey because same situation, grandma. And it wasn't that grandma was keeping us from talking. It was more if I would talk to Kelsey, then my mom would be like, oh, what'd she say? You know, and it was like putting me in the middle like you were with mom and dad. Mm -hmm. And to think about all of the psychological fucked upness that does to kids and how, hey, we're still at least okay today. You know, it's like <laughs> we're well, decent. Three, three years of therapy and I'm doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> Might need to go back for a little more, but so, far I'm surviving. <laughs> so yeah, I gotta yeah. go back too. Yeah. <laughs> crazy story. I think about it. You know, I share a little bit with my students every once in a while because a lot of them are going through it. So, you know, I just wish parents could put aside their own ideas of how life should be and kids should be and how the society should be and just see what happens with their kids, you know, guide them to make the best choices, but know that they're going to screw up. (laughs) So, yeah. Well, and I, I think the audacity of mom (laughs) and dad really came from the religious acts aspect because Christianity is so Mm -hmm. 
ingrained in like our God is the one true God. We are right and everyone else is wrong. And so like I I can see where that thinking sort of stemmed from like, no, she needs to come to us because the Bible's mm-hmm. all about repent and all this shit. Mm-hmm. So it's like I understand where that thinking was rooted, but you would just think that the fact that there are parents would sort of overtake mm-hmm. like that natural instinct to like want to care and nurture your children would kick in over the religion, but it didn't. And yeah. So it did kind of fuck us up. Well, and I also think about how religion, I think about mom and dad and their past, you know, and obviously I'm not going to like, you know, throw their past out there for anybody, but everybody knows that they were struggling people. They were also lost and then found. And that's that narrative that born again, Christianity likes to preach like, oh, no matter what you've been through and what you've done, as long as you follow these rules and can make sure that you can find to these ideals, then you will for sure go to heaven. And it's like, really people come on, because if you still think about like how many mistakes did mom and dad continue to make and continue to make, and it's like, okay, then like, why don't we all just fuck up all the time? And at the end of our lives say, please God, make it all better. And we'll be fine. Like, that's the way that I see the narrative playing out. And it's like, no, I'm not going to keep going and begging to somebody for forgiveness for the human issues that I have. Like it's instinctual sometimes, you know, for sure. Yeah. And to think that like, just because this book that people wrote a long time ago over many different spans of centuries um, says that these are the best rules, which I'm not arguing that like, you shouldn't kill your neighbor. You shouldn't go sleep with whoever's husband. Like I get it. All those things are very good rules, but that's what they are rules for a society. It's not some divine you know, text, it, it's not blessed by some supernatural being. Like it's literally space daddy. Yeah. It's a way to control people. And that's how they did it back in the day. Oh, I mean, it makes sense. Come on now. You literally are going to sit there and say like, if you don't do these things then you're going to burn in a fiery pit for the rest of your life. Well, who the hell wants to burn in a fiery pit for the rest of their life? Like, come on. And if people are not that smart, if they're not super educated and back then a lot of people weren't unless you had money. Right. And we're like one of the upper class. And so it's like, no, of course they're like, oh yeah, like that. Okay. That's logical. Cause I don't know anything else. And that's how it all kind of continues to go. You can believe what you need to believe to get through the day, but don't push it down someone else's throat and tell them that they're going to die if they don't follow what you're saying. That's fear. Mm-hmm. It's it's just terrible. And that's, I think that for mom and dad, it became a good set of rules to live by because both of them weren't necessarily rule followers. I think that they did a lot of things that, you know, caused them a hard time in life as they would with every bad choice that you make and following this rule book gave them a better life, which obviously following a certain set of rules is going to give you a better life. You know, it just makes sense to me, but they took it to the extreme, I think, and they made it to where it's like, that's the only truth when I, I believe that people have different truths and mm-hmm. can't ask someone to live the life that you expect them to live because you don't know who they are inside. And that's just, that's just, you know, it's sad to me that you let a fear almost rule your day and like every part of your life. Because that's, I mean, what it, is it really that you're looking forward to the white pearly gates, golden, whatever street up there? Or is it that you're 
afraid of being in a burning pit. Like for me, it's definitely the burning pit. So I, I'm good. Yeah. Incarnated as a fucking slug. I don't care. Like, just don't let me. <laughs> I guess the equivalent to that as a slug would be someone pouring salt on me. But hey, like people get hurt as humans too. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I also feel like in a way it was like a way for them to feel better about the shit things they had done too. And so I think, I think they clung to that so tightly as well, because it made them feel better. But again, it makes that fear dissipate. Like, yeah, you feel better because you're like, okay, like now that I know that this person or whatever magical being is going to make everything better, I know I'll be better. All it is, is positive thinking folks. Like that's literally, (laughs) it took me three years of therapy, but I'm learning positive thinking. My job right now is a dumpster fire. Okay. Kids are wild. I don't know if y'all heard, but October slap a teacher month. Try me. I will, I will call assault on you. Okay. (laughs) Miss Mueller, but, um, you know, I lost my train of thought there, but what I, what I was (laughs) just like, it's basic 101 okay you have positive thinking you want to feel better about it what do you do change your way of thinking if it takes a religion to do that okay just don't force that upon other people yeah yeah i i also like feel like i learned a lot about personal truths and objective truths and i just feel like people need to keep that in mind anytime they're like this is how the world should work because it's like the world operates on objective truth something that can be like proven over and over again or something that just like is in the laws of nature. And then there's like personal truths, like your own personal values, your own personal things you believe in. It's like not everyone's going to have that shared belief. Mm -hmm. And yet here we are. (laughs) (laughs) Christians though, especially, man, I don't know any other religion, at least in America, that just is like, oh my God, you have to be one. You have to. And let's make everyone a Christian and let's all make laws that are based in Christianity. It's like, yeah. Well, and you know what's interesting to me? So I actually teach a pretty significant Muslim population as well. And it's like, even my Muslim students notice how um, rampant Christianity is within our country's DNA, basically. Like it's everywhere you look. Churches, Jesus saves, you know, don't, to Colorado if you don't want to see a 50 Jesus save sign and now you're going to burn in the hellfire if you don't stop now (laughs) my is my my Muslim students would even say um you know how prevalent they see it here versus it's like well imagine because we've seen it on Facebook how much if like oh even remember when the math started oh if we have to cover our faces like that that's them trying to turn us all into the Islamic nation and oh my gosh look out for religious oppression because that's all Islam is and it's like do you not hear yourselves do you not hear your own rules like mm-hmm. to be Christian they can choose to be Muslim whoever can choose to be Buddhist like whatever you want to do it's always down to the fact that in, in a lot of Christianity there's that like oh I need to um go and have missionaries and make sure that the entire world devotes themselves to Jesus Christ and it's like chill you know, spread the message to who you're with and do your best to be a good person. But mm-hmm. I mean, I'm with you. I think, I think Christianity all around is in your face, loud. For some reason, they think that they're the only ones that matters when like, there's, there's literally other religions that have been around longer. 
and, mm-hmm. and history, history in itself. I mean, science has proven that the world has been around and operating, not the way that we know it now than with, you know, unevolved human type species. Um, it's way longer than before than what the Bible claims. So, you know, carbon dating can't just be wrong. That's not, no. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand knowing what I know now since I wasn't taught evolution. Uh, um, yeah. How people still think that creationism is a thing. I'm like, but like, have you read a book about evolution? Because yeah. it makes so much sense. So much sense. Like, and I'm not, here's the thing. If there is a creator of sorts, why can't evolution be the vehicle that they use to get us all here? Like, why can't, you know, and there are some progressive Christians that do actually think that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know enough about it, but I am, I'm, and I still don't lean that way. I actually lean more towards reincarnation. I really do. Because like, in my mind, it makes sense that when you're born, you see the bright light of like the emergency room or your house or whatever, like you're coming into the world and everybody talks about when you die, go towards the light. You'll see a bright light. Like what light you think you're going to? Well, it's a portal fam and you're going to another body of sorts it's so. a portal <laughs> <laughs> that's what to i like someone's about it. yes yes or belly hey that's mine was cut out so that's you know true. she probably that's it true. probably looked like a moon she maybe thought she was sailing to the moon i don't know but slice and dice that's wild but Isn't i it? i haven't ruled out that possibility either because one i'm like um think about how much like how many variations of people you'd have to have over how many years? And like, how are we all that unique? There's only like a certain amount of like traits and genes and stuff that you can mix up in different combinations to the point where I'm like, there's no way there's only been one of me. And it's like, think about, right. Well, it's like, I don't know if you've ever had this when I, well, when I was younger, I used to have like weird dreams about like people in places that I'd never been, but I felt like I knew them. It was like deja vu. Like I knew these people somehow. Right. And then when you like meet someone in life and you're like, I know I've met you before. And you're like, no, we've never met before, but like, you know, you've met them before. I instances of like a past life, your past person, you know, I just think souls have got to be recycled because there's really like how much room is there going to be in heaven? I mean, <laughs> dissipate into ash after a while. In and heaven. Like your soul is a ghost. So I just don't think, you know, I don't know. And I believe in ghosts too, because some freaky shit going on in the world. So. <laughs> hey, I believe in ghosts too. And I also like, I posted on TikTok the other day, like just like questions that don't make sense about like the Bible and all this stuff. But I was like, if people either go to only heaven or hell, then like, why do we have ghosts? Like, yeah. what do you call yeah. that? <laughs> right. And the people, oh, it's, it's an unsettled it's sort of, I think it's an energy and like some sort of dimension, but like, I don't know if I, I don't know. It's weird. I, I don't, I don't pretend to understand ghosts, but like, yeah, not everyone's lying. You know, like no, there's so no. many people that have ghost stories and I'm like, they can't all be lying. Like, um, dude, I'm like 100% sure I've seen a ghost in my life. And I know we had a ghost at La Petite, so the bitch would play Nintendo at night. Let me tell you. Oh yeah. You we would come that. in and I would close and everything would be turned off. And then I'd come in in the morning, I'd open, nobody else would have been there. And the Nintendo was on in the middle of a game. 
not just like randomly it turned on in the middle of a game and I locked yeah so and like Nintendo can't like it there's no like automated setting where it'll just choose the game for you like Mm -hmm. Nintendo 64 like Mm -hmm. dude that's wild yeah so I'm a believer do I I don't know why they're here I do my best to be kind (laughs) like when I'm thinking I might be you know but it to me just says like 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 what you just said how can there just be a heaven and a hell when we've got ghosts floating around there can't be so yeah and like the universe is so vast Mm -hmm. that there's no way whoever created it is only concerned with the earth and like if we're masturbating or not right (laughs) it's not really like he made all these like fucking yeah. galaxies and he's like oh, little Timmy masturbated today gotta... he's gonna have to <laughs> repent for that later Father <laughs> God, I have sinned <laughs> yes yes and no. like when you think about it in terms like that which I know when you're like in the thick of indoctrination of Christianity we didn't really have open minds or at least I didn't mm-hmm. but it's like if you even were to think about small things like that, you would just be like, that doesn't, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Why no, do I believe this? this? Hey, hold on. I have a visitor. Hi. Um, are you going to bed? Yeah. Do you want to talk on the show and be famous? No, I'm okay. No, are you sure? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> be famous. I have a kid? <laughs> She's not going to show the video. All right. Yeah. So we can, oh, are you hurting? Stay. A little bit. Okay. Yeah. I'll be there soon. Right, Love you. Hi, Mike. Hi, Mike. There he is. No, I'll probably hit bed soon, dude. I gotta be coherent for some parents tomorrow. Hey, did you hear that rhyme? Coherent for the parents. <laughs> You're such an English teacher. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. <sighs> the kids okay, think well, I'm a talking about it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Like you know, it's interesting you bring that up too because think about all of the like sexual oppression that goes on and to me that's just a way to make people get married younger and have babies like that's just dumb you know hey I was I was a young mom still a young mom because I'm only 30 and my kids like 10 not 30 yet but getting close my kids (laughs) gonna be in this next year and like I think about myself at her age and how much like you know I kind of knew and everything and it's like when you get to that teenage years, you know, it's supposed to be like a time of exploring, a time of learning about yourself. But when you're constantly told that God's going to like spite you if they, if he knows that you're touching yourself, well, that just doesn't lead to much exploring. Right. I mean, I me, and I know a lot of other women too, it stunts you for life. I mean, it greatly affected the way that I view sex and marriage and even an intimate relationship with my husband. Like it changes. And it took, it took me like going through therapy and realizing like, Hey, some of these things are healthy and normal, like to, and like, like I said, I've got a past, right. But learning all of it and going through all of it, it still to this day makes me like question and wonder my own values. Like, wait a minute, is that okay? Is that not okay? Like, I don't know, because when I was younger, I was told that I'd go to hell for that. And so I think that you're doing a great disservice to kids um, in indoctrinating them in this kind of Christianity, because they're not as educated. Um, you know, a lot of, sadly to say, I actually have quite a few like Catholic students from my last school who I know, um, you know, got pregnant at the age of 16 because it's, you got to sneak. Right. And if you're, mm-hmm. and you're poor, you're not going to have money to get the things that you need to keep yourself safe. And 
well, then of course you've grown up your whole life being told that abortion is definitely a surefire way to send you to hell. And so you're not going to do that. You end up young with the baby and it's like, you better pray to God. You have a supportive family because if not, how are you going to make money? How are you going to graduate and actually get out of the poverty that you've spent growing up? And that's something I'm really passionate about. Um, you know, and like I said, I'm really honest with my own daughter because I think that what Christianity does wrong is it makes you feel like sex is something so taboo and terrible that you can't talk about until all of a sudden you're getting married and Hey, you better be ready to do all these things. And it's like, I thought I wasn't even allowed to think about those things. And now you're asking me to like, you're not preparing people for the real world and it's sad and it keeps women, you know, in such a position. Yeah. It's just sad to me. Yeah. Yeah, And stuck in marriages and all that. And, Mm -hmm. and I think it's interesting that they like, when you do get married and like now the taboo thing is something you need to know how to do. It's like, okay, how do you just flip that switch though? And all of a sudden you're like, your brain is fine and all this stuff when you've been doing years of like oppression. Like, yep. I feel like biologically our bodies, like once we go through puberty, like it's like biologically just ready to mate and you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Have babies and all that. And so I'm like, it's like the way that we stigmatize that is insane to me because I'm like, I'm pretty sure no one's choosing to be that way. It's just like, I mean, think about how like boy crazy girls get like once they pass puberty, like Like, I literally teach sixth and seventh grade. And let me tell you, they go through such a transition that seventh grade year. They're like in sixth grade. Oh, you know, little crushes. It's still cute. Boyfriend, girlfriend in seventh grade. It's like, Oh, the fever is on. Right. Like mm-hmm. especially in the spring when that warm weather hits, it's, it's literally like they're looking for a mate. They're like all they can think about. Good luck getting them to take a test and actually get a B right. Like questioning a C because it's all about the gossip who likes who, who wants to do what with who, you know, and it, not acknowledging that does more damage than acknowledging. Yeah. Hey, we all feel this way, but let's actually learn how to compartmentalize those feelings and thoughts. And let's know that like at school, we're going to think about this and at home, you know, maybe an appropriate time to think about that is alone in your bedroom. Like let them know when it's appropriate to do that because at some point in their life, they're going to need to know. So, yeah. And you can't just tell them you can never think about this because they, they are going to need to know how to think about it and they are going to need to know how they feel and what they want, you know, like all this and how to be safe and how to be smart. And so, yeah, the, the, the thing I don't understand either is how like people are still teaching abstinence when like, it's literally (laughs) been proven over and over and over again, that it, it, it doesn't work. And so Mm -hmm. the only thing that works is like sex ed and like having a affordable or like easy accessible like birth control methods so it's like just yeah tell them the education they need to know and then give them the tools they need and or gucci like yeah yeah because you know what's gonna happen anyway and like i mean i was i say i was young i know there's people younger than me um but i mean i was 15 when it happened and did i know all i should have known at 15 absolutely not and I remember the first time, you know, a condom did break. And, and then you're like, oh, shit, what do I do? I'm trying to think when I was that age, we probably did have, we did, we didn't really have like Google. Um, no. Cause I think it maybe we, I, we had Google, but it wasn't like it is now. N- no, it not like you could Google anything and it would be there. Right. 
Right. So we're having to ask like the older friends that we know at school, like, Hey, what do I do? Like this happened. And that's setting the stage for your kids to make choices behind your back. And, and it's again, when Christianity and your parents are telling you that like all these things are wrong, all these things are bad. You're going to go to hell if you do it. Like that's the ultimate consequence, isn't it? And so there is no coming back from that. You hide it at all costs until they find out. And then it's like, you hope that by the time they find out you're old enough and you've made it out, you know, without any dire consequence that they would be disappointed in. And, you know, I remember when I told them that I was pregnant, it was kind of like, oh my God, are you getting married? And I was like, no, like, what are you talking about? (laughs) And, and right. And so it's like, why jump to that? Like, why, why not jump to like, how can we support you? Is this what you want? You know, like if you don't, here's your options. Like it's just, yeah. The first response is always, are you getting married? Yeah. I mean, mom and dad didn't do that with me, but that's just because they didn't like my ex. So I don't feel like like they like Mike for a while either, but he's a charmer. Just give him a few months and you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He can work on people. Yes. He just, he was really shy for a while, I think was part of it. Like we didn't, I don't feel like I knew Mike for a while either. I think he had heard so much from me about everything. And especially because you, here we go, reveal. <laughs> he was my boss. And so I actually, when I started working uh, with him, um, I remember telling him, this is my dad's name. If somebody calls here looking for me, I don't work here. Please do not tell them. I remember telling him that that's how badly I wanted to be away. That's how badly I needed to break away from being told what to do and who to be 24 seven. And so he, you know, he knew from the get go what it was like, the fact that I had left, he knew, you know, I remember, like I said, when mom called and I'm sitting on the couch in my one bedroom apartment with my boyfriend, you know, he's now my husband, but we're sitting there and he, you know, I, he can hear them talking and they're like, Oh my God, Matt, she's living with him. I remember mom saying that. And it's just like, why are you being so dramatic? Like you've not been in my life or known what I've been doing for the past two years. You should be freaking happy that I'm alive given everything that I've been through in the past two years and that I have a stable place and that I'm going to graduate high school and that, you know, I'm paying for my own place and living on my own at the age of 17. Like that's to me, I did pretty damn good. So when, even then you're showing your parents that you're doing okay without them. And it's still just like, oh my God, but you're so disappointing because you're doing this one thing that we, because our religion says it's so bad to move in with somebody and have sex with somebody and do whatever with somebody before you're married, that we can't approve of it. Even if you're happy, like, isn't that kind of the whole this the, the supposedly basis of Christianity is love. Like just love everybody, love your neighbor, no matter what choices they make, as long as they're not hurting anybody else. I live by that rule, but I will never like believe that that's actually what Christianity is about because it seems more about rule following. Yeah, for sure. And I've been proven over and over and over again. That's not about love. I mean, it's no. definitely judgment mm-hmm. and uh, hypocrisy hypocriticalness hypocritical what I don't know what the plural of that is but it's just like hypocritical hypocritical I think that's it it's it's hypocritical being a hypocrite hypocritical yeah yeah I don't think there's a nest there's no nest um I just feel like that's so rampant 
like that was my only experience of it growing up like I don't like they would they would always be like we love you but like you need to repent you know uh-huh. like it, it wasn't like we love you no matter what and we're always like taught like God's unconditional but it's like if you really look back and think on it you're like that's not what unconditional love looks like at nope. all nope and uh, you know and I, cause I always really struggled with that term, like conditional, unconditional, like, you know, everything in my life seemed conditional at one point is like, if you do this, then, then we'll love you. If you do this, then we'll care about what happens to you and all that. And I really think about the message again, that like you're sending at such a young age, you know, you, I remember being baptized. Right. And it's like, mm in a lake everybody claps and everybody's like oh yay like you're doing this great thing but you don't really know what's going on and it's like you follow along so long until you start asking questions and christians always love to claim oh question god wants you to question things and god wants you but here's always his answer and there is no other answer so your questions don't really matter anyway and so (laughs) it's just like okay well fuck me that doesn't work and I think as a person who just knows that it can't be black or white, there's so much gray area in the world and nobody really knows. There's just too much. So no, no one knows. And I think that's why they do cling to religion because Mm -hmm. some people and like, it's fine. I get it. Reality is really scary. And if you want to believe in a space daddy in the sky, that like is going to take care of you. That's fine. I mean, if that's what you want to believe, but like so much about at least Western uh, Christianity is like colonizing and just like setting up, like think about church planting. I heard this word not that long ago that was like, oh, they're moving to here to plant a church. And I'm like, ew, like plant, ew. (laughs) It sounds like a disease. It's like an invasive vine that you can never get rid of. and it's just like I don't know it's just like the weirdest thing to me and I also don't understand why people don't like put two and two together because it's like if you can't question something Mm -hmm. then that's like kind of a big knowing sign that like it's bullshit because it's about control yeah yeah like and then when they don't have answers they're always like some things we just don't understand but god does and it's like Uh oh cool 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 good cop out you know yeah so it's like you it's almost like answering a question with a question and and some things our minds are just not you know they're too small to understand what you know god thinks and all this stuff and and i really think they would have a better time letting their children like actually explore all the religions and then actually choosing Christianity mm-hmm. if they wanted to, because then it would be like a real choice yep. <laughs> instead of like indoctrination, because that is exactly what it is, which is why everyone that leaves in their teens or older is so fucked up because it's like, that was your whole childhood. That was all your thinking. I mean, I remember as like a little kid, we were taught about hell and like oh yeah we're gonna go to hell and I remember like freaking out that like my family members were going to hell because they weren't Christians and like I'm a small child like I should not be scared that my family members are going to hell Mm -hmm. yep and I I don't understand what like our parents didn't think was like fucked up about that 
Well, and that's, yeah, that is a large part of, you know, like I said, what I struggled with because I would go from a world at my mom's that was so secular and it was so worldly. It's like everybody in that part of my life is going to hell then. Every, like my mom is going to hell and I'll never see her again. And if I choose to be baptized and do all these things, then like, I'm not going with her, obviously, because that's what like the Bible says and stuff. And it just kind of doesn't make sense to me that because people are lost and hurting and um, making the choice. Yeah. Well, or making the choices that your, your religion says are bad. um, They're not going to be able to ever live in happiness or ever live in peace or even be dead in peace, whatever happens afterwards. Like that doesn't make sense to me. There's got to be more to that than simply just, Oh, you did this and you're not going to repent and ask for forgiveness. So it's over. Yeah. And like one's mind for a long time. And I feel that like what you just said, like I would go home and just wonder to myself, well, how much longer do I have with my mom? You know, like this is weird to me that she's never going to be able to go to heaven, but I am like, it, it puts you in such a weird place as a kid. And it really, Oh yeah. Mentally it's, it just fucks with you. Well, and then going on to lose her, you know, to suicide, it's like, well, then she's definitely not going. Right. Because we're taught that, yeah, that's like a sin in the Bible. And like, Mm -hmm. so we're like, okay, so like, yeah, it's, we're all a little bit fucked up from that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) A little, I'd say a lot. A lot, a lot fucked up. Yeah. It's, and I wonder if that's why a lot of us have anxiety I'm like, think about all the different things we're worrying about. Like, also the rapture. (laughs) The rapture. I love that argument. Uh, (laughs) Well, I don't know, though. Like, of course, I I look at history. I really enjoy history. And I enjoy, like, reading about things and learning about all of it. And it's like, how many times in history have people thought that the world was ending? Right? How many? Oh, my God. So many times. Because so much bad shit happens. Because greedy and shitheads. And it's like... (laughs) you can't think just because everybody's making bad choices that the world's going to end every time. But uh, I don't know. I'm starting to understand why people feel that way. Like the past couple of years, it just makes me wonder, like, especially seeing, you know, our youth and the way that all of that's going and like the lack of consequences, the lack of respect, the lack of just empathy for your fellow man anymore. It's like, holy hell. But a large part of me feels like religion has caused that divide. Like it, religion is as big of a divide as, as the social class was in, you know, different countries and history throughout the world. And it's like, and Republicans and Democrats. Right. Well, and how many Republicans are like, oh, I'm Republican because I'm a Christian, I'm conservative and that they will yeah. not abortion. Christian I'm only voting about my abortion. Right. Like I only care about that. It's like, come on is that really all you're voting for? Because what about the money that they're going to be spending that like you put money into the government and now they're going to be spending it on more war and, you know, whatever, uh, lining whoever's pockets with all the extra money. Like, let's start with the corruption there before you actually worry about unborn babies. And I know y'all can't Mm -hmm. do my little like quotation marks with my fingers because we all can argue about, you know, oh, is it from conception? Is it from heartbeat? Is it from, you know, whenever, but if something is not viable outside of another human being, then the only viable human being is the one who gets to decide what is going to happen from that point on. One who's living and breathing. Right. Right. And 
they live with those consequences. Sometimes the consequence is unfair because it really is a matter of life or death for some, you know, women and their families and it sucks. But at the same time, you can't sit here and say that you're only voting or only caring about the whole direction of a country based on one topic. And that, that is none of your business. All of the hundreds of thousands of children that are starving and hungry and living in horrible poverty, half of which I teach every day. You know, you, you can't sit here and tell me that we should worry more about this kid, but then shame the ones that are living on welfare because of the fact that A, their mom probably couldn't afford an abortion, or B, she's probably grown up in a religious atmosphere because they just so Christian based. And a lot of, you know, families still shun the thought of abortion, which I personally could never do it, but I don't ever think that I should be able to make the decision for anyone else. If that is what you feel is best for your life, go for it. Because at, at a younger age, I would have as well. So, you know, and I know a couple of families that, you know, I teach their students and the student is like a teenager and they're saying, yeah, well, my mom's pregnant again, but we're going to go ahead and give it up for adoption. And it's like, that's their sixth kid that they're giving up for adoption, like good for them. But I also wonder if they had access to, you know, better, you know, sexual education and, you know, contraception within their areas. And it wasn't so stigmatized and you didn't have to worry about walking into a Planned Parenthood and being mobbed by people who think you're only there for an abortion. Then could we have prevented this by just being more open about the fact that humans in general are sexual? Like that's just going to be a huge biology trait right there. Yes. Like you can't suppress that. Like we said earlier. So do better. Like don't do better. That's all we do need. Do better. Yes. Yes. Seriously. Christians. You can, you can tell I preach every day to my students. I'd be preaching. <laughs> you, you do be preaching. Yes. All right. Fair. Yeah. I'm about to pass out. I'm not gonna lie. I just feel like I'd sound preachy with being like, parents, stop fucking up your kids. <laughs> well, I feel like we all can agree on that one. <laughs> right, right. Let like your kids be kids. Do better. It, yeah, I don't know well, how to say it. Yeah, I mean, just don't be a shitty person and be an evangelical. Just don't do it. <laughs> stop being an evangelical. I'll say um, this. I think there are good Christians. I do, but I don't think they're good because they're Christians. I think mm-hmm. people who choose to wear that title for what they believe it to be, and that's great. But like you had said, the majority and what I feel like I've known and grown up with within the church that we went to, um, they're hypocrites. And they really need to take a step back and look at their behavior. Because some of the same adults that we grew up with telling us not to judge, not to be judgmental, not to hate, but to love everybody. Um, you know, that whole thing kind of goes out the window when you see them on Facebook 15, 20 years later, and they're posting about the immigrant family needing to go back to where they came from and how they don't belong in America and they're illegals and calling them names and then like laughing on somebody's post when they're talking about how sad they are about COVID still being a thing yet it's a joke. And so they can laugh and make fun of the millions of people that have died. And it's just kind of like, yeah, that's, that's judgmental. I almost said it, Karen, but (laughs) (laughs) judgmental. (laughs) Such a Karen. Right. Yeah. Not meaning that towards mom, just saying that's the term of the day. (laughs) Students love to call me a Karen. And I'm like, don't call me that. (laughs) Don't call me that. But seriously, 
you're it's like some who also act like, like they're holier than thou and then they yeah don't. and do all these like white people know that there is no white people in the bible <laughs> no no rachel jesus is white blonde hair blue eyes you know that <laughs> jesus was not white no if anything jesus was a brother yeah he had to have been darker complected oh for sure yeah like I just, I just picture like a like a Middle Eastern man because it's all oh, yeah, I mean, but, like spread up against like Pakistan and all that. Yeah, Pakistan, but, uh, Pakistan. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't gonna correct you. <laughs> it's solely it's nine o'clock. Oh. I'm just kidding. I am tired as well. Yeah, it's almost Friday. Yeah, I know. I just got a text from one of my students. Hey, my mom wants to sign up with you for parent teacher conferences tomorrow but she can't find the link i think i'm gonna i have i have like only two signed up right now and that gives me the whole day to get like my laundry list of shit that i have been trying to get done for the past month done and so i'm gonna try and like rejoice in that but i have a feeling my day is gonna get bombarded with this oh for sure and they were supposed to sign up in advance and that just makes me be like no no bro i'm not doing it (laughs) you missed out (laughs) <laughs> I miss me I was too tired and I don't even know what to say about your kid they're crazy <laughs> they're crazy do better <laughs> no for real some of them I'm like mm, I can't I'm gonna need you to do better <laughs> no nope. yeah. this we actually had a conversation I'll this will be all the last thing I'll say and then I'll go but I actually had a conversation the other day about LGBTQ because we we're talking about pronouns because hey guess what we learned in ELA pronouns so um, topic, you know, what if, well, you can't really say they look like a he, cause we don't know anymore if they're actually a he or a she. And I said, good point. What else would we use? They, them. Hey. Yes. And I actually had one boy who opened up and said, his mom is a lesbian. He has two moms and uh, hey. a girl, as soon as he said it, a girl across the room said, but God says that's wrong. That's a sin. Right. And so we had a whole conversation. Did you slap her? <laughs> Well, no, because I told her that's your right to believe that, but it's never your right to say that they're bad people or be mean to them because of it. She's like, I'm not. And another girl's like, you're homophobic. So then we talked about what does homophobic mean? Teaching moments. Oh, it was beautiful. My kids are, they want to learn just, they don't want to learn what I'm supposed to teach them, which is the hard part. So I'm like, I need you to care about this though. (laughs) Yeah, it's. I it's feel like so liberal, prevalent in yeah. our in our kids today. This is a 12-year-old who's still being taught that gay people are bad. Want you to have a same-sex partner. Yet I saw on, on the YouTube the other day, I saw that was a video at the Brooklyn Zoo of one male gorilla giving another male gorilla some great head. And they were just enjoying their time right there in front of everybody. What? Like if it's in the animal kingdom, guys, you know, come on. We ain't nothing but mammals. There's a whole song about it. <laughs> yeah, and we're very similar to monkeys. But um, okay, so Taylor told me uh, one time, like last year, that he he read or something in the animal kingdom. Uh, they start choosing same-sex mates when they become overpopulate or mm-hmm. pop- overpopulated. Yeah. Um, and I was like, actually, that would make a ton of sense. And like, it's like the, it's like biology and genes at work being like, or the universe or whatever the fuck 
you know, being like, oh, like we're back capacity. Mm-hmm. So still want to get my pleasure on, but yes. don't want to have any repercussions. Don't reproduce. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I was like, actually, that makes a ton of sense. Like why people would just start, you know, being born certain, yeah. like liking the same sex. I don't know if that's the thing. We'll never know, but like, we'll never know. Like, it doesn't, I don't think these people are intentionally trying to piss off God. So, like, why don't you just leave them alone? (laughs) I don't think that you can choose who or how you are attracted to someone. No, it's so, like, obviously rooted in your biology. Right. And obviously, like, you know, protect kids, protect vulnerable people, all that. Yeah, Yeah consent is important but it doesn't have anything to do with your sexuality like that's a completely different thing so I yeah no I mean and that's kind of the conversation that we had you know in class is just like we don't ever know truly what another person is thinking or feeling and so we can only trust in their perspective as long as they're not hurting anyone else then who are we to say that they're wrong or right like nobody truly yeah. knows until the end of time and so they resonated with a lot of kids like we've been working hard That's awesome we have fights in the hallway every day and so we're, we're really working on that like social emotional like even though you may not agree you still need to be respectful kind of thing and that's where god that's where i feel christianity falls short <laughs> you must mm-hmm. you must obey and it's like no i disagree well then you're going to hell and you deserve to and it's like okay bye <laughs> okay thank <laughs> Yeah. But, yeah. Well, that's awesome that it is. you got to talk to them about that. It is. I, I like my job a lot. Well, no, let me rephrase that. <laughs> I like teaching a lot, but my job as a whole is a nightmare. Teachers should not have to do as much as we do. And I, you know, didn't really believe all the myths. And now I wish I would have listened. <laughs> They were not myths. <laughs> they were not myths. And yeah, maybe I need to redo my literary genre, but it's hard work, man. And I'm tired. I'm so tired. <laughs> You're doing good work, though. I hope so. I hope I don't leave my family behind in the past or in the, you know what I mean, in the trail of it all. <laughs> this is how leave I'm in the past. <laughs> I'm leaving you in the past. Peace. Peace. <laughs> no, I all just. Right. Think- Every day I come home, my kid's a little bit older and my husband's a little bit older and we're all just barely making it sometimes and I feel bad, but I just know that I would know when it was time to be done and it's not time to be done and I really enjoy it. So we'll make it work. Yeah. 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 And no, you go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, I feel like kids love that shit though like watching their parents like follow their dreams and passions though I I feel like that has an awesome effect on them I mean unless you're like completely ignoring them and you know right like neglecting them but like you're not but it's like sure you could stay at home with them but like they're gonna look back and be like wow my mom was really cool for like following what she wanted to do that's what I hope I mean I went back to college when Autumn was four months old well, back to college. That's the first time I even went to college. <laughs> I took time off after high school. And that's what I hoped. I was like, I don't want to just, you know, not go on and have something. I didn't even know what I wanted to do then, but it blossomed quickly. I really enjoyed learning and teaching. And so I enjoy it, but where'd you go? Sorry. My thing's going to die. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I got to get going anyway. I got to get to bed. 
please find me on Instagram and Twitter at Cheers to Leaving. Um, please send me any messages of any topics you guys would like to hear um, or people to have on. I would love to hear your feedback and just know that you're out there. Um, please subscribe and rate us or rate me on iTunes um, so I can start, you know, getting maybe a little more popular, but I appreciate, you know, the few who listen to me and I'm here for you and I love you and we'll see you next time.